leave at this time. You're welcome. And uh, well, it's good to be here. Uh, my wife and I, uh, as you know, we're in Arkansas. Uh, obviously, I'm not from them parts. Them parts. It kind of rubs off after a while. And um, make sure this works. There we go. Voila. It's a little touchy. There you go. Okay. But thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for, uh, we've been staying with Todd and Patty. It's always great. Uh, I think last time we were actually at a service together, just me and him, was probably about, what, six, seven years ago when we used to be in the Southwest together. I think that was some of the most challenging times, but also some of the most fun times. Um, and we are, you know, we, we're eternally connected with these people. And uh, I always have to mention this. My wife calls Todd my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm coming out. We have a special bromance. And me and Todd, would, I, I, in a given day, back in the day, I think we would probably talk to each other four or five times. And my phone would ring, and probably I would talk to Todd more than my wife. And my wife is like, it's your girlfriend. <laughs> so over the years, we've kept in touch. Even while I was over in England, uh, we kept in touch. And they've been uh, such a great support. Uh, Todd is a great friend. He's a, a loyal friend, and um, it's just a pleasure to be here. And also a lot of other people that that I know too. Um, Dallas is a dear, dear place in my heart, in my wife's heart, and uh, you know we constantly pray for the church and want the church to do do its best. Uh, in Matthew 20, uh, we're going to look at the uh, parable of the workers in the vineyard. Do you like titles? Whoops. Very pushy this is. Whoops. There you go. Do you like titles? Whoops. Wow. Wow. I thought I was twitchy. This is going to be interesting today. But let's read in Matthew chapter 20. In uh, starting verse 1, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men working in his vineyard. A lot of times when we read parables, we forget the true meaning. A lot of times we get into the story, and, and, and what Jesus is saying here is that the vineyard is like the kingdom of heaven. So how I'm acting is a reflection of this parable. But a lot of times we get into the parable and we miss that key point that the vineyard is like the kingdom of heaven. So as we go through this, I want us to keep that in the back of our mind. It says, he agreed to pay them a denarius for the, for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. 
he went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and, and did the same. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired going to the first. That's interesting. The workers who were hired about the 11th hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. And that's the title of my message today, In the Heat of the Day. But he answered one of them, friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. move to the next. Can you click, click me on? Thank you. Let's just go down here. In the vineyard, we see an owner. We see the owner, who is God, goes out several times. He went out early in the morning. He went out on the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and the eleventh hour. Also, we see people in the marketplace. You can scroll down, John. There you go. We can see people in the marketplace just standing around. They were all given a denarius. A lot of them worked in the heat of the day. Those who, who worked longer, and some of them didn't. Some were paid earlier, but played as much, but worked first. And also we see happiness and attitude. Let's go to the next. Just scroll down there. The owner is God. God goes out to us several times in our lives. And I believe every time when we come to church, God is coming out to us. He is calling us into his vineyard. But the great thing about God, he doesn't give up. He comes out early and he comes out late. You may be a teenager, he's coming for you. You may be in your 50s, 60s, 70s, even in that 11th hour, Jesus is coming for you. That is the love of Jesus. He keeps on coming to make sure that people are working in his vineyard. That's a loving God. People are standing around. God wants us to have a purpose-filled life. The denarius is salvation. At the waters of baptism, we were all given our denarius. Now, what we've done with that 
That's between you and the Lord because God gives us free will. Some of us have squandered that. Some of us have, like the, like the talent, some of us have taken it and, and, and got fivefold, tenfold more. But some of us have covered it up. And thinking by being conservative and being safe and being comfortable. But unfortunately in the vineyard there is the heat of the day. Which are trials and challenges. Next one. Those who work longer. Our people have been in the kingdom for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, 30 years. I think Jesus was testing, God tests us older folk. I don't know about you, when I see, uh, I don't know, I'm doing better now, but there was a time when I wasn't that encouraged about the church. And I remember seeing people get baptized, and I'm saying, it's only a matter of time before you feel like I do. (laughs) Yeah, you're fired up right now. But if you've gone through what I've gone through, that you, you won't be fired up for long. I'm just being honest. Because we all started that way. Where are we now? Something happened? Something stole our faith, stole our joy, stole our peace, stole our compassion. Something happened. When we came out of the waters of baptism, God was everything. God could change anything, do everything. We, we felt that we convert anybody. But now everyone seems to be religious or closed or complicated. Let's go to the next slide. Warning to older Christians. Let's go to the next one. God wants every, even old folk in the kingdom. If we're not in the kingdom, everything else, oh, I'm in the wrong slide here, sorry. As I said, once fired up and, and grateful. A lot of times that when we have salvation, a denarius is not enough. We want salvation plus. It was enough when we got baptized, but now we want salvation plus. And whatever that plus is, sometimes it's a, a husband, sometimes it's a, it's a house, or it's the right job, or it's no heat. I want salvation with no heat. God never promised that it would be easy. God tests our motives, and that's the reason why the last was paid first, and the first was paid last. I don't know about you, the, the, the vineyard owner right here could have paid those who were work first, first, and then they would have gone, and he could have gave a denarius to the, but he didn't. And unfortunately, when we're in a church, we're, we're surrounded by sinners, and sometimes things are not fair. I try to teach my kids that. And things are just not fair. 
and we get bent out of shape. I can look at my upbringing and say, wow, you know what? I grew up in an interracial family, a lot of racism, a lot of prejudice. I was poor, Section 8 housing. Both sides of my family disowned me. The white side disowned me. The black side disowned us. Talk about injustice. But that's the heat. A lot of times we come into the kingdom and we, we salvation is not enough and we expected more. We complain against God and we lose gratitude. We complain because our marriage or our kids or whatever didn't show out, come the way we wanted to. Somehow we have this fictitious thing that there's no heat, there's no trials and no tribulations and everything is just going to be wonderful. I think also in the church, ageism creeps in. I think what happens is salvation, love, and the Holy Spirit is for everybody. But somehow we feel as we get older, we deserve more. Thought about the injustices. And be honest with you, in the kingdom, it's just challenging. Something dawned on to me just uh, over the last year or two. This is so challenging and so hard. But to me, that must mean heaven is so great. And that's what I live for. And after a while, we're just reluctant to work in the vineyard anymore because of our hardships the heat, the trials and tribulations, and the disappointments in our lives. Go to the next slide. Just go through all of them. There we go. It says, God wants everybody to be in his kingdom. Everyone else is just standing around. If you're not in God's kingdom, you're standing around. Do not be deceived by what you're leaning on. Because anytime when somebody's standing around, you're leaning up against something. Because at my age, I, I can walk around for a little bit, then I got to rest. If I'm in the marketplace, I'm walking around and like, hot out here. <laughs> and some of us le are leaning against things that mean absolutely nothing. Our jobs, our school, our relationships. What are you leaning on? What is supporting you? The only way we are going to be fulfilled if we're working in God's vineyard. Also, the workday is almost over. You do not know what hour you're in in your life. Are you in the third hour? Are you in the sixth hour, the ninth hour, or the eleventh hour? Just the other day, I, I'm 50 now. The last funeral I did was for somebody who was 52. And I've been doing funerals for a long time. And most, I think about maybe 98% of them, these people are always older. I remember in my 30s doing funerals, and I'm like, oh, he passed away in his 50s, 60s. That's a pretty good inning. 
How good are you? You made, you made it that far. And as I'm getting older, they're like, well, I'm 40 and they're 55 and I'm 45 and they're 60 and I'm 50 and they're 52. <laughs> what am I in? The 6th, the ninth, the 11th? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Let's go to the next slide. Let's just scroll down there. The world has a limited workforce. There is a pay scale. We're paid by hours. We're paid by experience. We're paid by education. There is attitudes because it's competitiveness. And also there's humanism. Because we know in the workplace, if I put in the hours, I'm going to get a return. Let's go to the kingdom. All can work in the kingdom. All get the same amount. Hours mean nothing. Experience means nothing. Education means nothing. There should only be gratitude in the kingdom. And really, it's about spirituality, love, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes us all equal. The Holy Spirit was with God since the beginning of time. And it's indwelled in everyone who is baptized. So we have wisdom in us beyond our years and beyond our understanding. In the kingdom, all can work. All get the same. Hours mean nothing. Experience means nothing. Education means nothing. That should spur on gratitude and spiritual respect. And I'm talking to the teens right here. Don't matter. If you have the Holy Spirit, God says in Romans, uh, Romans 5, 5, that God pours his love into us at baptism. That it will lead us to all truth and all understanding. It will remind us what Jesus said and did, the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter about your age. It's about faith. It's about repentance. It's living the ordained life that God has, has directed you to be. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. This is my wife's baptism, April 21st, 1991. Next month, how many years would that be? Now, don't turn to that one. Hold on, let me just uh, button up my... Hold on, don't, don't go to this one until I button up my jacket. Hold on. All right, go to the next slide. All right, there you go. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> but next month, how many years would that be? 25 years in the faith. My wife and I were baptized one week from each other. 25 years in the faith. I'm 50, 25 years out of the kingdom and 25 years in the kingdom. That is good for me. <laughs> 
I didn't think I'd make it over two or three. <laughs> I'm like, ah, 25, I'm still here. Go to the next slide. Keep on going down. I don't know about you. I started off with kingdom, kingdom dreams. And I've seen many, many friends fallen. Many people that are personally converted. I've been laid off in the ministry. Ministry is interesting when you get laid off because it's not like one of you loses your job. You both lose your job on the same day. I know some of you know that. It's like, it's this man and both of you having separate jobs and come home on the same day. I got laid off today. And like, you know what? So did I. <laughs> At the same time. There's been times when we've had no food. I remember a story that we had no food. <laughs> we had nothing in the refrigerator, nothing. And I don't know if it's God's divine consciousness. A sister knocked at the door with a plate of the sonya. Out of the blue. Our son has special needs. Our son has uh, mild to moderate autism. My wife suffers with, with depression. She's doing better now. But I'm thankful for that. I've had injustices, I've had racism in the church. That's tough. I've had my life threatened several times. People have guns. You have guns around here. We don't have guns in England. We have pow-pows. You should have been there. That was a joke between How about the Henry Creek letter? What happened after that? That was heat. Crazy times. Town hall meetings. People screaming and shouting. I remember at the old building in Dallas, I remember we had a town hall meeting. Shouting, screaming, what's going on? This is not what I signed up for. And just general times of discouragement. Go to the next slide. We're going. I mean, a lot of times we have attitudes in the kingdom. I think as I get older, I'm just too old. I've done my time. A lot of times, we, us who have been around what, maybe 20, 30 years, we share old stories, old campus stories. <laughs> when I was your age. We think we've done our time. Now it's for young people. You, I've already sacrificed. It's your turn to sacrifice. I've done the one suitcase challenge. It's your turn. I've done missions. I've done this. I've done that. It's time to relax now. I've put in my time. As I said, a lot of times we focus on the family as we get older, but their education, our retirement, uh, futures, and we kind of push the vineyard aside. And we want complacency and comfort. Let's move to the next slide. The question I have today is, is denarius still enough? Next one. I personally lost my gratitude in the 40s. My life became predictable. I was uh, 
stagnant in my faith. We, uh, well, we were here we, at, at uh, 45. I just, you know what? I don't know what to do. Sometimes you just sit there and like, I can't do this. Things are going well, but I don't know. I just like, you know what? I want more. I think God expects more. And I was in a quandary. Our kids were 8 and 11. And God put on my heart to, and through, he closed a lot of doors. You know when God makes it obvious, he closed it like, well, let me do this and let me do this. And he closes that, closes that. And, he, and the only thing that was left off to go to our hometown mission. We had nowhere to stay, no ongoing mission funding. I appreciate the church here helping out. Appreciate that. But I think I said last time I spoke, I think out of the 46 months there, there was not one month our income matched our outgoings. 46 months. But even sometimes when rent was due, we would get a donation. And I could pay rent. We came back with no debt. We paid all our bills. I don't even know how God did that. And to, put, and to support a family of four for four years, that's about probably two hundred and fifty to $300,000. And I don't know where that money came from. I, don't even ask me. <laughs> I didn't rob a bank or anything. I'm an upstanding citizen of the United Kingdom. <laughs> God save the Queen. <laughs> Is that a bit like that? I got regal right there, you know, I got regal. We went with nowhere to stay, no jobs, in a recession. We moved to my hometown in August 2011. And actually, Norwich was actually, they did a survey of all major cities in the United Kingdom. And my hometown was the most irreligious city in the whole of the United Kingdom. And we were going there to start a church. <laughs> Woo! Go to the next slide. This is us selling everything in 2011. I know some of you came down and, and uh, bought some stuff. Actually, I bought a, uh, we got Todd's van. I want it back. I want my stuff back. You know, that was, it was only on loan. <laughs> just, just for a couple of years. Go to the next slide. This is us arriving in London. That's all we had to our name. We bought a 2,800-square-foot home with two cars to 10 suitcases. That is it. Talk about the suitcase challenge. And I'm 45 years old. Go on to the next one. This is our little London flat. That's how narrow it was. I mean, Segovia's room was no bigger than that square. She had a little bed, and you could literally walk down the side, and she had a little closet right there. And I literally could go like this. Go to the next slide. Start off with four. Go to the next slide. This, we just did house churches. This is our little living room. I think we got up to, what, 30-odd people in there. We had to literally, I had to dismantle furniture to make room for people wanting to hear the gospel. In an irreligious place where only probably two or three percent people believe in Jesus. It's amazing what can happen when you have the faith to work in the vineyard. 
three semesters. She was 25 years later. Now happily married, two kids. Really, God is really moving. Probably a highlight of the last six months is God moving in my children. Uh, just, especially my son, with all his challenges, God is moving in a very organic way. Even driving up here, never even don't really don't talk to him that much about spiritual things. He's sitting in the back of the car on the way up here, reading his Bible. Beautiful. It's not prodded. Did you have any quiet time or whatever? He's just sitting there. God really moving. Next slide. If you want to know more about our journey, uh, we've written some books. That's my new one. It's the best. Um, if you want a copy, there'll be some copies out there afterwards. But a little bit more detail. I've already gone through our mission journey. I didn't really want to hark on it. Next slide. The question I have is, are we in the 11th hour? I don't know what God is going to do in my life. I really don't. Actually, to be honest with you, I'm kind of in a quandary. Go to the next slide. I know what I was like in my 40s, but what does life look like in my 50s? I think even being at that funeral, I was probably a lot more reflective and saying, what is my 50s going to look like? Could I be in that 11th hour? And I think as I get older, it gets more challenging. I think life gets harder. I mean, I, definitely in my body, I, I mean, it's harder. Honestly, as I'm getting older, I want to get bolder. I still have kingdom dreams. I'm working on my second master's. I'll be graduating in, in May. I already have a master's degree in pastoral counseling. I'm getting a, a degree in secular counseling. Kind of two-prong attack. And my goal is to tent make. That's what I did in England. Even in Little Rock, we paid part-time. And I made, make up the rest of the money through counseling. My goal is to simplify my life. Also through counseling, I do benevolence. Actually, uh, the guy named Daniel... He is, he is a conversion in Norwich. Actually, when, when I met him and he came into my office, he was homeless. And actually, he couldn't even afford my whole fee. I literally said, how much could you afford? And he said, probably equivalent to like $5. And the Spirit said, you need to hang in with this guy. And he started coming out to house church. He started to start studying the Bible. And I don't know what happened. Um... He kind of went, I think it was, he's a pagan, so things about like having sex outside of marriage, that was just really hard for him. And I remember him coming to my office with his Bible, he put the Bible down, some Tupperware, because he, he had some, some leftovers from house church, he had Tupperware, Bible, and someone else. He plopped over on my desk and said, I've had enough of this guy. And that was the last time I saw him until a year later. And a year later, his life had gone down. He was homeless. And he said, Marvin, I'm ready to turn myself in. He ends up getting baptized. And he's getting stronger and stronger. He definitely, anytime when you're pagan, the first year or two is really challenging for you. And now he's getting stronger and stronger. He's actually, the couple that took over from us in Norwich is actually leaving to come back to the States in November. And Daniel is going to take over the church.
And three years ago, he never even picked up a Bible. I wasn't benevolent. If I was all about money, no, you need, if you can't afford my fee, you need to go somewhere else. Here's a free service. But the Spirit said, no. And probably I couldn't pay rent that month anyway. (laughs) 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 But I'm also very interested in self-funded missions, third world missions, and even writing more books. In my 50s, I want to get, as I get older, I want to get Older. And I don't want to talk about Norwich as a has-been story. Hopefully when I'm in the 70s, I'm not showing you the same slides. <laughs> Marvin, we've seen these slides a hundred times. As I get older, I want to get bolder. I don't even, I'm excited to see what God is going to do in my 60s. Go to the next slide. I have many reasons to, to settle, but I'm still loving the lost, still willing to go anywhere, still willing to give up everything, still working in God's vineyard, still grateful, still sacrificing, still dreaming, despite the still loving the lost, still willing to go anywhere, still willing to give up everything, still working in the vineyard, still grateful, still sacrificing, still dreaming, despite the heat. Go to the next slide. Is God denarius still enough for you? Does it still have the same value the day you came out of the waters of baptism as it did today? Honestly, I be honest with you, that's not always been the case with me. But as I get older and as I get bolder, that Daenerys is starting to get some value back. Start to shine it up a little bit. <coughs> I'm sorry. God's salvation is for everybody. If you're visiting today, God is going out to you in the marketplace and calling you into his vineyard. Those in the kingdom, you do not know if you're in the third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, or eleventh hour. If you stop working, get back in the vineyard. I don't care if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. 60s, keep working. Value what God has given you. And our ultimate motivation is the cross. Jesus died not knowing what we would do, even if we would accept, or what we would do with that denarius. But he died anyway. Brothers and sisters, now let's not waste or squander what is so precious to God. Let us pray.
Uh, Father in heaven, thank you so much just for this morning. It's great just to kind of give a 25-year overview of what you've done in my life. God, I'm grateful. I'm standing here grateful. God, I know I've grumbled. I have. But God, um, I just, I am grateful today. I'm grateful for everything that you've given me, even grateful for the times of heat in the vineyard. I know it's refined me and made me a better person, a better husband, a better father. And God, I just pray, no matter what age we are, no matter how long we've been in the kingdom, that salvation and that denarius is enough. God, thank you so much for your love that you come out to us time and time and time again to love us, to nurture us, to comfort us in our time of need. And we are grateful and thankful. A lot of us were moved, initially moved by the cross, and I just pray that we are moved again to get us back in that vineyard and work for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.